Hi everyone and welcome to the very first episode of the Life by CK podcast. I can't believe today is my go live date. I've been putting it off for weeks so I've set myself a hard deadline. I hope you enjoy. For the very first episode I'm joined by Ella Turcutt and we're going to speak about completing the one year no beer challenge and it looks like the one year no beer challenge is going to continue for both of us because the benefits we found in not drinking have been massive we also speak about lifestyle in general journaling meditating wellness uh, mindset so give us a listen i hope you enjoy if you do be sure to let me know tag us on instagram facebook i've left ella's social media handle in the description as well to this podcast so let's get straight into it yeah yeah so i want to ask you now how how do i pronounce your surname my last name so i haven't switched my last name i'm I'm married now right so my my name should read ryan um but my like like my my last name is turcot so turcot it's french okay no i was wondering because obviously i see your instagram handle and i didn't want to mispronounce it so ella turcot that's probably turcot's an irish french pronunciation no Listen, it's perfect. Half my family now is Irish. Thanks so much for joining me today for another episode of the Life by CK podcast. So obviously we've been on this sober journey for the last while. I'm just coming up to one year sober now. What about you? What stage are you at at the moment? It has been, oh my gosh. I mean, people ask me about it all the time. It has been since August of 2020. So what is that? Almost nine, nine months, 10 months? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, a lot changed last year for me, you know, in like the heat of the pandemic, I really had a lot of time. I I stopped working. I work in hospitality. So, uh, wasn't something that I could do from home. So I obviously had a lot of time on my hands during the lockdown. Um, had a lot of time to think about things and think about what, you know, what, what my day-to-day looked like without working. And a lot of my day was consumed with, you know, cooking, healthy eating, working out. And I got to a point by the end of the lockdown where I was like, I actually don't think that drinking is, is, has any benefit to my lifestyle, to my personal lifestyle. So yeah, it's been, it's been like nine, 10 months now. And I don't really have an end date in sight. People keep asking me like, so when are you going to have a drink again? And I, I honestly have no idea. Like, I don't know yeah. if I will. I don't know. I just don't know. It just feels too good right now, you know? Yeah, it feels too good. And like you, so I kind of went the opposite in lockdown. I drank way more than I would have usually. Um, Yeah. Even just moving to Cayman in general, general, really, it's just increased the amount of alcohol I was consuming. Because in Ireland, maybe I would drink like maybe one or two glasses of wine on Thursday after work. And then I'd have a big night out like once a month or every two months. But in Cayman, it's just crazy. Every weekend it's someone's birthday. There's a boat party. Mm -hmm. You know, there's happy hours all the time. And once we came out of lockdown, I was like that, like drinking just has no benefit. Like you say, um, Mm -hmm. it has no benefit to my lifestyle. And I remember even before lockdown last January. So January 2020, I tried to give up alcohol and do a dry January. That's um, a big thing in Ireland. I don't know about Canada, mm-hmm. but um, totally. I, 
I tried to do a dry January last year and I lasted like five days or something. So I, what brought that apart upon me was I listened to a podcast and I love setting goals. Always I set goals at like the beginning of the year and as well on my birthday. But uh, around the 1st of January or just before I'd listened to a podcast and it was like, when you're setting your goals for the year, look back on the previous year and just pinpoint one thing that held you back you know and just try and change that one thing don't try and change your whole lifestyle every habit you have just pick one thing and I just knew alcohol was the thing that was constantly throwing me out of my routine every week because I like a lot of people I'd be good good like whatever good means on Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and then Friday Saturday Sunday was like a free-for-all so mm-hmm. I tried in January. It didn't work out. Um, I lasted my five days and the, it was someone's birthday party the first weekend of January or there was something on here. And I said, feck it. Like, I, <laughs> I just can't do it. So then in June, I, yeah, in June, I was setting my goals for my birthday and I was like, OK, I'm just going to do it one year. No beer, no alcohol and see how I get on. And like you, I just I've my in date is now the 12th of June and that's when I have reached my original goal of the year but I just don't know if if I will drink again like I can't see any benefit at all to drinking I can just see negatives and I can see all the positives that have come from not drinking throughout the year mm-hmm. and it's hard to really justify um, adding alcohol back into my life again so from your perspective what are the positives you found since you've given up alcohol? Honestly, I think it's it's such a personal experience, right? Like mm-hmm. I grew up, um, I sorry, I grew up. My early 20s, I worked in nightclubs. I've always been in the bars. I've always been working in bars and nightclubs and, you know, fast pace. Um, every day was a celebration for the people I'm surrounded by. So the culture, no matter where I've worked, is to have a pint, to have this, to have that. Um, and I I personally like to lead a relatively relatively. I mean, pretty healthy lifestyle. I love, like my favorite thing is I love working out. I love to cook. And I felt as though it was counterproductive, even just having one glass of wine, two glasses of wine, a couple beers, whatever I was having the next day, like I, this could just be me too. I had mental fog. I got like, it gave me anxiety. Um, there, I, I just didn't feel like the mental clarity that I really really need in order to be like a hundred percent myself and to feel good. Um, I just remember saying, I would always say to like my husband, I'd be like the next day, like, Oh, you know, I just feel anxious. I'd feel like nervous, even though I had nothing to be nervous about. It just didn't make me feel good or it would set me back on my like goals for the next day. I love to get up early. I'm an like a morning person. I like to get up. I like to have a routine and it was just throwing that out of whack. And I, so I started drinking a lot less Then it'd be like once, twice a month. And then there'd be like occasions, like you were saying, it's a friend's birthday. And then I started to just get more and more resentful of it. Like I was like, there really is no point to this. Like I can go out. I'm a social person. I don't need to be drinking, but I think the culture around drinking is that you need it. You know, you have a bad day. I need a drink. You you know, something happened, I need a drink, or we're going here, I need a drink. It's, you, you kind of have to get yourself out of that headspace. And I think once you do that, you realize it, do you actually enjoy drinking? Or is it something that has just been kind of 
it, it's just developed and it's a part of your life because that's what everyone else does. And I realized for me that I don't necessarily enjoy it. Yeah. And like you said, it is such a personal experience and a journey. I'm sure everyone has a different story to tell if they've given up alcohol completely or if they've given it up for a period of time. For me, like you, I used to get severe anxiety and I I'm actually a good drunk in the sense that I just get giddy. You know, I I don't really mm-hmm. fall around or talk stupid or, you know, get sick or anything. So I would have had nothing really to be fearful of or anxious over. But I would just feel terrible the next day. Like it was like I was in a black mm-hmm. hole. There was no coming out of it. And then even the second day after, I still wouldn't feel great but I'd look back on say the Sunday if I'd been drinking on the Saturday and I would be like god that state I was in yesterday like I really felt like there was a dark cloud over me and removing that completely from my life like that was a weekly occurrence if not twice weekly where I felt like I had this black cloud over me and it was all because of alcohol and like you say as well it's such a normal thing in our culture and it's the way it's marketed that alcohol like adds so much to your life it makes you have a better time but it really Mm -hmm. like like you say like you I'm a social person and yeah for the first maybe six to eight weeks going out with a group of people that were all drinking it was difficult I did feel a bit awkward you know I, I don't know if it's just an Irish thing but like I would have said it in the past and I've heard loads of people say oh I don't trust somebody that doesn't drink you know it's know. <laughs> it's yeah. just such a perception around this being sober but it has just made all the difference to me and the amount of things I feel like I've achieved this year and I like you I feel like I just constantly have a clear head and I'm not mm-hmm. falling out of my routine so I've removed a lot of negative thoughts just by yes and that, I don't know and really like I don't want to just say that not drinking solves all your problems no it, doesn't. it could be a coincidence but it definitely helps and for me at least and it sounds like you're you as well it eliminated a lot of the negative thoughts it eliminated a lot of like self-doubt in myself you know mm-hmm. I really it, it it pushed me into different levels of myself you know I didn't I, I was clear I'm always clear of mind obviously, I mean, as clear as mine as you can be. Um, but I'm not worried about self induced things, you know, like when you have a couple drinks, and you know, you feel ill the next day, that's self induced. Like, I just got to a point where I'm like, if 99% of my life and lifestyle choices are to make myself feel better, why am why is this still a part of my life? If it's that counterproductive? That's just the, the, the point that I got to. And I and I told my friends, like I remember actually sending a group message to like my closest friends being like, are you guys still gonna invite me out? Like I was just like, I wanted to be very transparent. I was like, look, I don't know when I'm gonna drink again. I don't feel like drinking for the foreseeable future. And they were all super supportive, amazing, obviously, like, like the people they are. And I just remember being more concerned about how other people would interpret it. Like you were saying, when people like, oh, I don't trust the sober person like it's it's so funny but that's just how it's been like made out to be you know that if you're not having a drink there's something wrong or yeah what I really, what's wrong <laughs> yeah it really was like what's wrong 
um people were asking me like six seven months in of no drinking was I pregnant I was like I'm sure if I was you would notice by now like you know this is this is actually my free will choice to not drink you know there's no No underlying issues so your friends obviously were really supportive my friends were all so supportive as well and I think that's important you know if anyone listening is has friends that are trying to give up alcohol or you know take a break from alcohol not to try and peer pressure them into it or not to try and make them feel like they're not fun anymore or any of those things because mm-hmm. the thing about giving up alcohol I found is that it it in in fact people drink maybe because they think it gives them confidence when actually giving up alcohol has given me more confidence than I've ever had I agree I completely agree I've yeah, definitely it's... felt both you know like I've definitely felt like oh I never would have went over and chatted to that person had I not had like a glass of wine in me but now I feel as though my conversations tend to be it like very personal or like a little bit more authentic whereas I feel like when I'd have a couple drinks I could talk to anyone but I'm at the point now where I don't want to just talk about anything the conversations I have I want them to be you know engaging thought-provoking I want to learn something so it's and you're obviously clear of mind so you're 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 aware of the the conversation that you're making which is really cool yeah and I feel like you connect with people at a much deeper level as well um obviously when you're not drinking it's a completely different situation and as well just even testing your willpower it makes it makes you kind of push yourself in other areas of your life as well because you feel like, okay, I've been able to stop this habit or give up this habit. You know, what else am I capable of if I push myself? You know, like I asked me, if you asked me last this time last year or maybe two years ago, would I be able to quit drinking? I would have said, no way. I love it. It's such a big part of my life. That's how I socialize. It's how I celebrate. It's how yeah. I do everything. Whereas now roll forward to today, I've had my engagement party without drinking. We've had... um loads of celebrations and Christmas everything and it's all actually been better I don't know about you but I have more fun when I socialize now than I did before I enjoy dancing when there's a DJ somewhere like I have so much fun on nights out now and it's just because I feel so comfortable I think and it's I don't have the fear in the back of my mind oh how am I going to feel tomorrow or how am I going to feel on Monday a hundred percent and you know I mean I know that I was guilty of this I would plan things around a big night out. I'd be like, okay, well, I can't do anything the next day because we're going to have a big night Friday. Whereas now I'm like, I can do whatever I want. Like I can, I mean, minus the like maybe less sleep, I'm going to be fine. I'll be, be feeling like perfectly fine. So I don't need to like navigate my, for me, weekends have never really been like a regular weekend. I've always been busy, but same thing, days off or holidays. I didn't have to anticipate the days to follow, you know, it would be like, I can still, like you said, stick to a routine. And if I, if you asked, if you had asked me this five years ago, I don't think I could have, I don't, I definitely don't think I could have. I think I would have been too scared and too insecure about myself personally to take on something like this. Yeah. Like, and again, it's a personal choice, but I know myself, I, I, I was obviously much younger. And for me, I would have felt insecure about it. Like, that's just how I would have felt. And now I'm just, it's, that's exactly, it's a lot of ripple effects are coming out of it. You know, I I can, I see my consistency in certain things. And when you actually start to pay attention to 
everything, everything's kind of connected, you know, there's, you have a certain rhythm to your routine. And I feel as though once you start to make these decisions, like you said, setting a goal, you're able to attain it. Something that you would have set a few years ago, you never would have been able to like see through. Yeah. And I think as well by not having, I think maybe for me looking back, alcohol maybe was an escapism in some sense. Like if I was mm-hmm. finished a busy week at work and I was just like, oh, I just really need a drink. You know, I just really need that glass of wine to kind of to shut off my mind. And if I was going somewhere with a big group or something, and maybe if I didn't want to go, I'd be like, oh, I'll just drink more than normally. I'll get through, you know, just small things like mm-hmm. that. Whereas now I'm just thinking, saying if I don't want to do something, I'm just not going to go. I'm not just not going to do it. If I'm stressed out, I'll go for a walk or I'll go for a swim or I'll meditate or I'll do something positive. Uh, and I just think it's after changing my whole outlook on life and the way I live my lifestyle I've I've become so much more aware of everything that's going on around me my body my own emotions and feelings I don't know I feel like I am so connected with my feelings since I gave up alcohol like Mike is like to me you're such an emotional creature um, I'm like yes I I cry over everything like a commercial comes on and I'm like oh my god like I'm so sensitive (laughs) but that's exactly it like what you said you let yourself sit with the emotions I remember thinking obviously lockdown when the pandemic first hit it it was new to everybody right to some it was scary it was we didn't know what to expect we didn't know what would happen next week you know Owen and I were having conversations of like what's gonna happen are we gonna have to leave Cayman like this is our home like we love living here and I remember thinking like yeah I what I mean was the exact same like in previous years you would have drinks to kind of like get over breakups or get over hardships or celebrate and I was like I that's not helping me. I'm not actually sitting with these emotions the way I should be. And I'm the exact same now when any anything comes up, I don't my mentality doesn't go to that like it would have. It used to be like, oh, just go for a glass of wine and and have and and have a venting session. That's what will help everything. Now I prefer and I, you know, I put my thoughts in journaling and meditating in going for coffee with a friend in just different outlets and I feel that it helps me tenfold like it's just so much more beneficial for like my well-being because it's not a it's not a quick fix it's actually something that will help me through that long term as opposed to just you know I would have a couple drinks to kind of forget about it for the moment but the next day I would just feel 10 times worse yeah and people always actually ask me why why I decided to stop drinking and to be honest my motive from the beginning was to test my willpower I knew that alcohol was bringing me out of whack but I didn't really overthink it too much I just said I'm gonna test my willpower I love setting goals as I said like yearly goals on my birthday and I was like you know this will be a challenge and I just wanted a challenge after lockdown (laughs) I don't know so yeah like I never thought that this is the effect it would have like I've just fallen in love like with myself my personality and I know that I don't mean that in like any sort of a cocky way like obviously I still have insecurities like everybody else but it's just changed everything like before I would have come at like the diet culture exercise all these things from a place of feeling not good enough um and Mm -hmm. I I just think this must be linked to alcohol that's why I'm bringing this up because it's the only thing I've really changed whereas now I'm coming at everything from a place of 
okay, I actually like I really love my body and I want it to be healthy. So it's it's not like I'm trying to follow any of these strict exercise or dieting routines. I'm just putting into me what I know will make me feel good. And I do think exactly. that's all as a result of giving up alcohol. Yeah. And then in return, you know, when the things because it's ultimately what you're putting in your body is going to reciprocate, it's going to come out in the way that you feel. Right. I think that like, and then we were talking about birth control a few weeks ago. I got off that as well. Like there's just so many external factors that have made such a massive change in my well-being and the way that I live my day to day. Again, I don't want to keep saying that like alcohol fixes it all, but I think since, since eliminating it, it's definitely maybe heightened my awareness to it yeah. so maybe I'm paying more attention maybe that's what it is um yeah. certainly helped it hasn't done any harm if anything yeah and I feel like even from listening to you you're kind of like me neither of us know how we have changed so much yeah. <laughs> it's crazy and like it just happened I, keep... I feel like a different yeah. person <laughs> yeah and I keep wanting to like I'm very big into astrology I love astrology like I could sit for hours and and study um I actually did a workshop a few weeks ago at Island Naturals that I loved so much it was like intro to reading your natal chart um but even the shifts so like 2020 massive year for everybody and I think and I always have this conversation with Owen it has been really interesting to see how different have come out of it if like they're fortunate enough you know everyone's it's been same storm different ships I'm super thankful that, you know, we live in Cayman, we are safe here. Things have been handled the way that they have and that we're able to live the way that we do now. But watching people navigate through this pandemic and like come out almost like come out stronger or like pivoting their businesses. And like, I feel really connected to a lot of people that have made massive changes in 2020. Yeah, And they feel like more awake. I know it sounds so... I you know, like the term woke, like everyone kind of like woke up, but I know I feel like part of the population that did. It sounds cliche to say like, I'm awakening. But until it actually happens, (laughs) I can't describe it to somebody else like even now saying I feel like I'm waking up. But I just feel like if there's any way to describe it, it's like, as if I lived my life before, like unconscious and now I've just become so connected with everything what I'm doing I can't like every decision I make now is a conscious decision and that was not the case in the past I just drifted along like I'm very lucky I'm like I've I've done okay for myself but it it just now it's so much more intentional everything I'm doing and everything has a purpose yes oh my gosh it's so I love I love getting into conversations like I feel like now I have so much opportunity ahead of me just small little baby steps and you don't even really realize it's happening till it's happened and you're like wow I've really grown in the last year or I've really grown in the last six months whatever it might be but I found um in the last year because I've become so connected with my own emotions and my feelings and like you I've I've been journaling journaling is just amazing like I feel like I get every thought in my head down there but like because I've become so open with myself as well because obviously a journal is like all the thoughts that are in my mind that I might not necessarily like think about too much but when you actually write it down you're like okay that thought's there yeah and it Mm -hmm. all kind of you just connect the dots and you're like okay yeah that's my voice you know um and Mm -hmm. now because I feel like I'm so much more open that I tell Mike a lot more than I would have told him in the past even though we've been going out for quite a long time 
like I'm just there's no filter anymore yeah and you feel more comfortable with it right yeah so the more more you learn about yourself the more you feel comfortable sharing that part of yourself and it's not nothing then you realize how many people are the exact same or a very similar not to the exact same to the t but every person experiences this to some extent right and that's I always find comfort in in hearing things like that, that you're never truly alone or you're never truly the only person going through the emotions that you're going through. But yeah, journaling has been like, I have a, I have three journals. I have like a three part. One is health and wellness, which you kind of monitor. And this is not for everybody. You can monitor like your water intake, your sleep, your meals, your snacks. So for me, I try to eat, I I do, I try to like intuitively eat. I know that you were looking into it too with like your cycle. Yeah. For me, I like my hormones. Obviously I got off of the pill a few years ago now and I have been to like dermatologists because I was getting acne again, which is for me, like the bottom of my list of worries compared Mm -hmm. to, you know, taking anything. But I remember looking into like different foods I could eat to help myself heal and balance naturally. So one of my journals is all, all of that fun stuff, which when I look back like months ago, it's so crazy to see certain patterns and see how your body is like adjusting. And then I have another journal for like thoughts. Like, and it's literally like you said, like, you're like, okay, that's how you feel. I'm writing it down. And then I would look back and like a month ago, I'm like, oh man, I was feeling that. And like, how am I feeling about that now? What's going on now? It's just a very create a very like special way of like chatting with yourself and working with yourself to just make yourself feel better. Yeah, because I don't know about you, but I definitely have like my inside voice that's like constantly thinking, overthinking, you know, analyzing or analyzing everything. And then when I'm writing my journal, it's just one voice and I'm getting all the thoughts down. And like you, I'll go back and say today, if I feel moody or I feel down, I'll say, okay, did I feel like that this time last month? Is this a pattern? You know, is this my hormones? And like, I just feel that you can map out your own months like your feelings and your emotions and the food you need to eat like literally to the day <laughs> if you give yes. it enough time you know and thought and and just start working with yourself yeah like anything you do right is consistency ultimately that's what it comes down to like there's no quick fix for anything you just have to be willing to take the time and really get to know your unique patterns because everyone's different you can't just get like a one-size-fits-all band-aid Every, no. depending on what it is that you, you're, you want to work on, you just need to give it time. Like, ev- like, like literally anything else. And I feel like people hate hearing that. Everyone wants some sort of quick solution, but I'm like, it's, there is, there is none. There is none. There is none. Time. And you got to fall in love with the time. process. Yeah, it takes time. And even uh, since stop, since I stopped drinking, I've given myself a lot more time, a lot more self-care. And now I'm coming up to a year and I feel like I haven't had enough time. Like I need yeah. more time to continue what I'm doing because I just feel like I'm personally, I'm going from strength for strength to strength with my own personality or my own like personal self. Um, and I just want to keep going and see where it's going to lead. And I just know that alcohol will be my number one stopper. <laughs> so what do you think? Do you think you'll like have a drink on your birthday and just see how you feel? Do you I still have, feel like you don't want to? I have been debating this like didn't think about not drinking so I'd say after about two months I stopped thinking about not drinking at all it was just normal and now like in the last two months like so say from month 10 to month 12 
like I've been constantly thinking about it because people are constantly asking me oh are you going to drink again you know you're nearly at the year well done blah 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 and when I'm out with people and they're all socializing I'm like yeah definitely I'm going to have a drink you know I can't wait and then I come home and I'm by myself and I'm thinking and uh, you know I have a bit of quiet space and I'm like no way like why do I want to drink (laughs) so I really like I really don't think I don't know if I'm going to explicitly say I'm doing another one year sober um in case there is some time that I just want to have a glass of wine with dinner or you know at Christmas or when I go home to Ireland I want to have a glass of champagne or something but no to be honest no I really don't miss it at all like I'm having such a fun time I like this weekend even it was a bank holiday weekend here in Cayman and I'm actually so glad this weekend was a bank holiday weekend because when I finished my one year no beer it's also a bank holiday weekend so this weekend I went out on Friday I went out on Saturday I went out on Sunday um had the best time but also all day Saturday all day Sunday all day Monday I did so much stuff like I was you know it was just and I felt good like I didn't have a headache I was clear-minded I did all my food prep I edited a podcast like I exercised and I was like if I start drinking again when am I going to have time to do all the things that I actually want to do for myself and I, I won't have time and that's the mm-hmm. thing that's stopping me. Yeah, because you've done a lot, eh, in the past year? In like, the past year, yeah, I've yeah. done a, a lot, I must say. Um, I did this, a, an entrepreneur boot camp with a girl called Stephanie, Stephanie Barry. She has her Instagram as Steph My Life. That was amazing. That was like a two months boot camp, learned how to build a website on WordPress, launched my website, launched this brand Life by CK because all along I had an Instagram page. It was called Xtenery and it was just very personal. And I always posted on it throughout the years. And in fairness, I think I accumulated maybe like 2000 followers or something from my travels and all that kind of thing. But I said, you know, I'm actually going to put a purpose to this and make it a positive space and build a new brand. So that all started the Life by CK. I changed jobs um which i think alcohol definitely had a contributing factor to changing my job because so i wasn't happy in my job i liked the people i liked the company but the role itself i found quite um boring day to day but the thing mm-hmm. is if if i went in every monday and was tired from the weekend and you know just not really with it at all and then tuesday i would have still been a bit tired then it's not so bad getting through a job that you maybe find a bit boring because Two days, you don't really want to do anything anyway because you're so tired from the weekend. So it's really only three days of clear mind that you're thinking, this isn't for me. And then it's the weekend again and it's that cycle. So I felt like I wasn't pushing to progress. Um, So once I gave up alcohol and it was like five days a week, like I was perky on a Monday morning going into the office. I was like, okay, I know that it's time to change. And I do think that has a lot to do with alcohol. And, And I gave up eating meat. Um, I gave up eating fish, so I'm vegetarian now. And I do think all these things are just become more conscious. And like you say, I can't pinpoint it solely to giving up alcohol because there's a lot of other factors. But that was the first step in the right direction for me for to sure. start questioning my habits, pushing my willpower um, and just really thinking, am I doing things because other people do it or am I doing things because it's the right thing for me to do? That's the best way to put it too, right? Because that's it. It's ultimately what's the best thing for you. Because what's to say like, you know, I mean, I work in hospitality, I work in the bar scene and I always tell people, I'm like, it's a personal choice. Like, I don't know, you know, your story, 
vice versa. You need to ultimately do what's best for you. And like for you, like you said, it was the start of creating new conscious decisions and changing <laughs> habits. And like you said, you realize you were so sharp for five days. And if you don't, you're not fully engaged or excited about it. You have the ability, like, thankfully, we're so blessed to be able to be like, yeah, this isn't for me. I'm, I'm ready to, to do something else and to, to challenge myself because you yeah. can. Yeah. And what about you in the last nine months? You've done a lot as well. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's actually one thing I know. It start, I started the, I always say start the year in September. I don't know why. Um, but I started it off with the Sports Illustrated. Yeah, um, that was amazing. Yeah, that was an incredible experience. Like I yeah, will tell do me about that if you don't mind. Obviously, I saw again. it on Instagram. Yeah. So it was. They do it every year, um, or they have been doing it every year. I want to say since 2017. Um, Sports Illustrated does like an open casting for men and women, anyone that is not you can be signed with an agency it's essentially open up to anybody so usually with like certain prints or shows you have to have an agency to get through in order to be published or to be in their like um, roster so they open it up to like anyone and everyone and internationally which is super exciting but because of the pandemic obviously it couldn't be done in person whereas in the past it was like fly to miami uh, and it's like thousands and thousands and thousands of people which is people to shoot with for Sports Illustrated. But what makes them so different from other brands, and I think this is the direction we're heading in, is they want individuals with more than just a pretty face. You know, like they want a story. They want somebody that could, like, how would you use their platform if they chose you? So throughout the, I mean, this carried on for like seven months. Um, I think in the past it was much shorter, but again, this year was different circumstances. So everything was done online. So we had access to a separate platform where we would post and engage with each other and Sports Illustrated would ask us questions and like get to know us. So I met a lot of really, really, really cool people. And I actually, two of the girls that I had been chatting through to throughout the whole time were selected and actually just shot with Sports Illustrated, which is really, really cool because obviously I told them to document everything and share everything. Yeah, it was cool just getting like recognized. Like I know they shared one of my photos on like the main page, which was something that I had been manifesting for like 15 weeks at that point. All I just kept saying, like it was, I was so vague. I was like, I want them to see me. I want them to see me because yeah. there's so many people. There's literally like I, over five, like thousands and thousands of girls and guys tagging them and posting on the platform. I'm like, you know, you get these like thoughts of like, oh, you're like, how, how are they going to see you? Um, but then when they reshared my photo, it like reignited a fire in me. Like I can, I can do this. Like I can do these things. Um, but yeah, it was really, really, really cool. They narrowed down the top 15, I want to say last month. And they all shot, they stayed in the US. Everything had to stay in the US, unfortunately. Um, obviously traveling, they didn't want to have to like, usually they fly the girls to all different exotic locations. But okay, yeah, yeah. So super cool. It, it definitely, it, it gave me like a different type of confidence, like not body confidence, like a personality confidence. Like they're very... Even the girls that they share on their page, the guys, all of them have such cool stories and really interesting personalities. And they're not afraid to just embrace 100% how they are. They don't try to like shapeshift themselves into like one idea of like 
the perfect human, you know, there's no, they, they're so raw and authentic and that's made me fall in love with their brand. Yeah. And that's actually something that's hard to do on Instagram. Um, really let people hear your personality and your message. Not, not, not you. I mean, <laughs> in general, just yeah. because, you know, it is a highlight reel. It's a lot of photos. And that was actually one of my main motivation for starting this podcast was because, um, I just wanted to have like a more clear set communication with people that like all of these are like our own opinions, our own thoughts. It's very natural flowing conversation. Like, you know, I just thought there's something I love Instagram. Obviously, I use it the whole time. It's such a creative space. But I think Mm -hmm. sometimes when you want to talk deep or talk about something that maybe will trigger people or encourage people, it's not always the right place to do it. No, and it's it's a great, like I was saying this to a friend the other day, I love Instagram too. I think it's it could be such a beautiful place. I am very selective of the, the accounts that I follow. Um, but I find that it's used more as a tool to like initially grab your attention. And then I find myself navigating to people's blogs or their podcasts or their YouTube page. It's kind of like they entice you with that photo. Yeah, and then they'll write like a little blurb underneath it. And then you're like, oh, I kind of like, I want to know more. Would your advice be to someone that constantly thinks about giving up alcohol and knows that it would really make a positive change in their life, but just has, hasn't been able to do it yet? It's funny. I still get that, right? I'll get people be like, oh, Ella, I wish I was you. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I just wish I wasn't drinking. Obviously, they're saying this to me like after a night out and I would just tell them, and I've I've said this to friends, and I've actually have had friends in the time frame that I stopped drinking, them take off, you know, six weeks, eight weeks. I just tell people, depending on who you are and your habits, because we're all different, we all have different daily routines, start small. Like, you don't need to do a year. Start with a month, start with two weeks, start with, like, committing it to twice a, twice a day in a week. You know what I mean? Or yeah. sorry, two days in a week. Um, you don't, it doesn't need to be a full year or maybe cut back on how many drinks that you're having. I love, I'm such a list person. Like I'm such a list person. I write everything <laughs> down. And for me, there was so many more pros than there were pros to not drinking than there were pros to drink. Like the only pro yeah. I could ever think of is other people would be, but I'm like, that's not a pro. That doesn't do anything for me. Or like yes. give it a try. Like I tell people all the time, obviously as like a bartender, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to make mocktails. No problem. Like absolutely no problem. There's a lot of amazing mocktails out there. There's a lot of great non-alcoholic beers out there. Heineken Zero is awesome. Heineken Zero it's, is awesome. It's awesome. Like, I actually and didn't it, like Heineken, you know, when I drank. And now I love Heineken Zero. Well, people go, well, what's the point of not drinking it? Like if you're not drinking, what's the point of not drinking a non-alcoholic? I'm like, for some people, they still need that placebo, you know, they, they, that it's still a beer bottle. It still tastes like a beer. There's just no alcohol. So I think that's a really good segue for people if they still want the social aspect too, right? Like some people don't, would feel awkward. I would say like coming, especially as a bartender, I see it. Um, at the beginning, the non-alcoholic Heinegans got me over so many cravings because it 100%. just tastes like a normal, like refreshing alcoholic beer. There's the actually minute. a lot of non-alcoholic wine out there. There's non-alcoholic I spirits. Canaan, I haven't tried it. There's, um, well, actually, one of my favorite things is kombucha. Oh, I've always loved kombucha. Oh, yeah. So I find like a bubbly drink like that. 
um, I know some restaurants here have it on tap, have kombucha on tap. They have um, Saucha, Saucha's brand. Um, mm -hmm. But in depending on where you are in the world, there are non-alcoholic spirits, non-alcoholic wine. And again, some people go, well, what's the point? And I'm like, the, some people need that placebo. It cuts their craving. Like essentially, it's like having a, a, a vape. It's not actually, you know what I mean? Like yeah. for some people, it's just the the mannerisms it's the like physical activity for some people that's their socializing so they feel if they don't have a drink they, they don't get their like you know after work happy hour social time in yeah. and like linking up with other people that want to do different activities I think is so important just having like a really good support system and having people that respect your decision and you can you can still enjoy anything it's so funny right we have this idea in our head that like if you don't have drinks you're not going to enjoy it the same way and I don't think that's true at all like I've had so many nights out I've been out till like one two in the morning I don't like being up that late because I need my sleep but I've been out at a bar with people everyone else has had an amazing time I yeah, think it's and a I lot even, I even sometimes that um yes it, it is once you stop drinking you realize that it's in your head but I can understand how it's so hard to yes grasp really the fact that the alcohol isn't your friend you know <laughs> you know a hundred percent so much in your in your head but it's, it is hard to I, to I would get your love head around to it. do it it is and well that's it right it takes time like yeah. you you'll be you'll feel like it's not for everybody a hundred percent I completely understand that but I think if anyone or if everyone could give it a chance I think that there's we you we, we would all really surprise ourselves you know because we've all I mean not maybe not all but a good majority of us have been brought up in this like drinking culture like that's just what you do you turn 19 you turn 18 you turn 21 you get to have a drink and then everything else surrounds that every yeah. outing you know so I think people just if you just give it give it a chance give it a yeah chance. I would say just that's what I always say to people just give it a chance I I can't describe to you in my it's words so, like yeah what the benefits are because these are the benefits I'm feeling like they're going to be different yeah. for everyone I think it's obvious that it has been a positive change for me I can't guarantee it's going to be a positive change for you but you have mm. to give it a chance to figure that out I mean like what's the worst that could happen that's what I love to say to people because they're like but like I think people want like factual okay so what has changed from point a to point b black and white and i'm like it's different for everybody but i'm like i honestly i'm at the point where i feel like i don't know if i'll ever drink again because that's how good i feel like the the ripple effect and the the amount of positive changes is just it's like why would i why would i go back yeah and i am on the exact same wavelength as you and like you said what is the worst that can happen from giving up drink for a while you can yeah. ask that question, but you can also ask what's the worst that can happen if you keep drinking and there probably are a good few negatives that you could come up with, you know? 100%. So there's one question I'm asking everyone as I leave, as we finish off the podcast. So it depends. We're obviously talking about your uh, your journey with no alcohol and others. I was talking about journeys of building businesses. So for you, is there any like low point you experienced as a result, you think of giving up alcohol? And I know this is kind of a difficult question. So for me, I was just thinking about it. And there was one stage in the middle, maybe around six, seven months in, because I had become so in touch with my own feelings that I kind of became an overthinker for a while. Um, I was feeling kind of down. 
I kind of was like withdrawing a bit socially and I just think it was a small bit overwhelming in the middle being so aware of everything <laughs> if that makes sense I I agree I actually think that not drinking has brought out so I'm a, a highly sensitive person it, it sounds it doesn't sound like me when you talk to me but I'm extremely sensitive and by that I mean like I take in people's energies very easily I'm you know, if I saw somebody crying, I'm going to cry. Like I'm yes. very easily affected by energies around me very easily. So I think that that's been like heightened even more so without drinking. Right. So I, the overthinking I can completely relate to. I'll just get into like thoughts and I love to like research things for myself and I'll get like almost obsessed sometimes and I have to pull myself back. Uh, but but I don't yeah. think it's necessarily like a downfall or a negative. I think it's just something that I've always been. I just have to learn to navigate it differently now. Like I'm, I'm actually more aware that that's how I am. Whereas I yeah. probably never would have wanted to admit that about myself like years ago, you know, I would have just been like, oh, you're just being this. But now I'm like, no, that's, that's who I am. Like, no, I'm not yeah. just being too sensitive. I am like, I own it. Now I'm like, yes, that's exactly how I am. So I get like overstimulated easily. I, especially when you're not drinking, like you're so much more aware of everything going on around you when you're out mm -hmm. that I, I feel exhausted sometimes when I get home, I'm like, oh my God, I need the next two days to myself. Yeah. You know and that's I mean? the thing, like, I know we don't get hangovers per se, but like being out um, for a night out or a day out with other people, whether they're sober or not, it doesn't matter, but because you're exerting so much energy um, yeah. and obviously it sounds like you're the same. I am wrecked the next day. Like Me too. As hard as I would be maybe if I was drinking. It's a different type of wrecked. Definitely, don't get me wrong. It's completely different. There's no like yeah. anxiety tied to it or, or bad feelings. It's just like my body is just tired and it's telling me relax and I and I will relax in that day. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, get into like a hermit mode, which yeah. I used to be like, oh, why am I being like this? Now I'm like, this is exactly what I need. Like, so I won't overbook myself anymore. Whereas I feel like before I would have been like, yeah, I can do this, this night and this, this night. Now I'm like, no, nothing back to back. Yeah. And that ties back to every decision is a conscious decision. Every decision is a purposeful decision. Yes. Yes. It really is. It is. And I'm so glad we had this chat. I'm going to leave it there because Me too. I hope people listen to 62 minutes. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Life by CK podcast. If you enjoyed it, please don't forget to leave a five-star review. It really helps. And leave a comment. Let me know what you enjoyed. I'd love to hear your feedback on Instagram. My handle is lifeby.ck. Or if you want to leave a comment and hashtag the Life by CK podcast, then please do and I shall find it.